Thank you for joining today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. And thank you for having a desire to be your best at work and helping your organization achieve success. The podcast focuses on tactical actions to improve workplace culture. And these tactics align to our nine principles for organizational excellence. This is two of three introductory episodes describing the nine principles for organizational excellence. In this podcast, I provide a brief overview of principles four, five, and six. The nine principles are grounded in best practice research that focus on organizational excellence. In organizations, we first start with our desire for being our best at work. We then commit to consistently using tools and tactics to achieve results. So let's start with principle four, develop leaders to develop people. The majority of people leave their jobs because of their relationship with their leader, and the leader is just not who they want that leader to be. Has this ever happened to you or to a family member or friend? Think about conversations over the years at the dinner table. We develop leaders to provide great opportunities for teams to achieve success. Our employees want to come to work where they have purpose, do worthwhile work, and they make a difference. They want to feel a part of things, don't they? They want to be appreciated. They want to grow and develop, and at the end of the day, they want to know that what they do contributes to the organizational success. I've engaged in conversations with people, and they tell me that they've never had a leader like this. So here's what we found. It's not that leaders don't want to work with employees in this way. They've never been taught. They just don't have the skills to do so. That's why this is one of our nine principles. We know that leaders hold the key to employee retention. Leaders help create those environments that provide the best opportunities for our employees and our teams to be the best at work. We also know that excellent organizations invest in developing leaders to serve employees and therefore serve their customers at the highest level. Here's what we've found over the years. Organizations that achieve positive results make a commitment to develop leaders by holding something like leadership development institutes or seminars, usually three or four times a year. This holds true across industry, healthcare and education, municipal governance, nonprofits and profits. As I'm working with my partners, I could hold up, I could put up, you know, 50 partners and those that make this commitment to intentionally creating opportunities for leaders to be developed are the ones that are the highest performing. Principle five, focus on employee engagement. So if developing leaders is important, so too is gauging our employee engagement levels. When I walk into an organization, just as you, I can quickly assess the employee engagement by recognizing how people treat each other, how they treat their customers and clients. Creating an inspired workplace then depends on intentional actions we put in place at work. For employees to be engaged, it's up to the leaders to build that workplace environment that honors employees. So it's up to employees to be engaged, but it's difficult for employees to be engaged 
if our leaders aren't supporting an environment that fosters that. So what do leaders do? They listen to input, they probe for understanding, and act to build improvements that help people accomplish their goals. And most importantly, just to help people professionally grow. When leaders gain the skills to develop people, our people then are inspired to provide great service to our organizations and to people that they serve. Years ago, I was on site with a partner, and we had just administered an employee engagement survey. And there was this individual in the audience who scored the lowest score on the the leader, scored the lowest score, probably one of the lowest scores I've ever seen in a leader. So when we started talking about the results and rolling the rollout process with the results, she sat in the back and she twirled her head and she rolled her eyes. And I just realized she was probably not going to be long for the world. But there was one great thing about Mary Jo. She was highly competitive. And so at the end of the day, she came up and she said, fine, I'm not going to be the lowest scored leader. So if you want me to do these things, fine, I'll do them. So we're like, great. Well, here's the greatest part about the ending to the story. When Mary Jo started interacting with her team, she found a renewed purpose. She told us a story that she used to go to work and sit in her office and never come out because no one wanted her out. And when she started connecting with employees and building those relationships and giving them an opportunity to be in an engaged environment, she felt better about herself. And here's what she was so surprised at, how willing her team was to give her that opportunity. Within the next couple administrations of that employee engagement survey, Mary Jo became one of our highest performing leaders. That's how significant a leader can be. Principle six, build individual accountability. Building individual accountability means that individuals work with a sense of ownership in the organization. And as leaders, we have to model the way. We start with ourselves, and then we think about how responsible it would be for employees to own that motivation. But we're not responsible for motivating employees. They're responsible for motivating themselves. And as we talked about thinking about Mary Jo, as a leader, we first have to set that environment. So how? As leaders, we gain input from employees on what the values look like, what the values look like in action. We have values written down somewhere in our organization. But do we really know what they look like in action? Do we really know what the expectations are within the organization? For example, if one of our values is teamwork, we ask people this question. If we're great at teamwork, what are we doing with each other? And they may say something like this. We're listening to each other. We're considering everyone's ideas. We're following through with our responsibilities. Now we know what good teamwork looks like. So when we define what right looks like to our teams, we know how to hold ourselves accountable to each other. And so one thing that we tend to say 
is that individual accountability is not necessarily punitive. It's the opposite. It means you can count on me. I find that people will be accountable when they know what's expected of them. And they understand that their work helps the organizations achieve positive results. People in healthy organizations want to be accountable. They want to be accountable to themselves, to their team, their clients, and their customers. As leaders, we model the way. Thank you for joining me today. I look forward to connecting with you as we launch the Accelerate Your Performance podcast to share the tools and tactics aligned to the nine principles for achieving organizational excellence. Have a great week.